The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is indeed seven minutes after seven o'clock. Welcome to this live call-in show once again on Wednesday night. Feel free to pick up a phone and uh, ask your questions, make your comments, get some uh, some answers. Something's scratching your head for a long time. You go, how, how does that work? Did I get enough severance? Do I get severance? Can I be laid off? Give us a call. 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And any time you'd like, you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's like having a lawyer with you 24-7. Costs you absolutely nothing, completely anonymous. But if you choose to contact us, at that point, there is a contact button at the top, right? Other than that, it is chock full of employment law goodies. So if you've uh, stopped by even for a, for a passing glance, it's it's worth it for sure. That is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But we'll get to this tonight, including your emails, your phone calls, common misconceptions with respect to severance. There is a list of about a billion and three, but we're going to get to probably <laughs> ten by the time we get the uh, the show done, pal. How are you? Uh, how are you today? What's going on? Hey Johnny, uh, doing well, doing great. Uh, excited to be back here. Always, uh, just uh, you know, looking forward to this, to answering as many questions as possible. Take advantage of the fact that we are here to answer those questions right now. And uh, I know you have questions, and sometimes you stew on them. You think a lot. You maybe go to Google University to try to figure out an answer. <laughs> No point to do that. Call us right now with your questions about your workplace rights, your employment, your layoffs, your going back to work, your uh, PPE questions, uh, anything at all to do with your job and what your employer can and cannot do. Certainly, if you lost your job or concerned about losing your job, let's talk about that and what that means and what you're owed and what you can do about it. Uh, this is the time to talk about the things that matter, your job, your legal rights. And if you want to talk to me privately, we'll give you my information throughout the show so not a problem you can connect with me like so many people do every day and you know this week john uh, uh, the government of ontario announced some changes to the employment yep. standards act uh and, and you know be answering a lot of questions about that happy to talk about that but here's the bottom line okay before we kind of get into our usual topics it does not matter what I mean by that is it doesn't actually change your legal rights. It doesn't change the idea that your employer still cannot legally put you on a temporary layoff. You can treat that as a termination. It doesn't change the fact that your employer can't just reduce your pay. You can treat that as a constructive dismissal. Your employer cannot change your hours. Again, constructive dismissal. It doesn't change it. So I know there's some misconceptions about that, but now you know. So happy to uh, answer questions about that. Uh, but, John, let me tell you about some stuff that uh, came across my desk okay. over the past few days. Uh, I spoke with a lady who was coming back from maternity leave. She had been on maternity leave for the last year or so, and she had recently told her employer she is coming back, uh, obviously in the midst of COVID, uh, but that, that was the timing. And her employer says, well, listen, because of uh, COVID, we, we, we don't have a job for you right now, so we're going to need you to stay off longer until we hopefully f have a job. Now, on the face of it, that may sound okay because you know a lot of people, a lot of employers are impacted by COVID. But sure. here's the thing. What she knew and she had confirmed that someone actually was doing her job. Uh. So it's not a situation that the job just didn't exist because of COVID-19. Someone else was doing her job. That is illegal. Her employer still had the legal obligation to bring her back to work if that job existed. They can't decide to have someone else on the job. They can't just move things around. So now all of a sudden, magically, there's no position. They have the obligation to take her back to work. Now, 
if if they had to cut costs and the position was eliminated, whether it's COVID-related or not, that may be the exception. But generally speaking, her employer has to bring her back. And I've seen this before, John. I've seen employers try to, in some situations, use COVID as an excuse to do something that they otherwise would not be able to do. So, you know, saying the word COVID and, and saying, well, that's because of the pandemic, that itself means nothing. The employer still has to show that whatever they're doing is tied to that somehow. In this case, it's a, both a human rights violation, it's a breach of the Employment Standards Act. Her employer, John, did have to reinstate her back to her old position because that job was still there. What if the employer tried to say, look, uh, you know, we'll bring it back. We're going to keep your pay the same, but we got to change your job. You're going from the second floor to the fifth floor. It's a bit of a change of duty. The hour is pretty close, but we're going to keep your pay and everything the same. Can they do that or is that is that an issue as well? Well, it really does depend how similar the job is. Your, right. your employer has to take her back to the same job, and if that's not available, to a comparable job. So what's considered comparable does depend. If it's fairly similar duties and same pay, yeah, that's okay. If it's a vastly different position to do things she's never done, she hasn't been trained for, uh, maybe if it's a lower-level position, no, that would not be okay. That would be illegal. So the devil's in the details, and I'm, what I always say to individuals is if you are being brought back to work and if you're not sure – if that's right what they're doing, the job they're giving you, give me a call. Let's talk about the specific situation, and we can figure out together whether that's legal or not. Again, live call-in show here at 712. It is 416-870-6400. That's the number to call in. Do it. you got some time. What else you got going on? So, John, I've been seeing a lot of uh, severance packages over the past week or so, and I always do, right? I always see a lot of yep. severance offers. That's kind of what I do for a living. And I've always said that uh, the offers that I usually see are not adequate. In over 90% of, of the cases, people that are staring at that severance letter, that offer in that letter is a lot less than what they're actually owed. Well, over the past you know week or two, couple of weeks, the terminations that I've seen, those severance letters that I've seen, actually provide even less severance than usually I would expect. The the difference, the gap between what someone is offered and what they're owed, I've seen that increase. Just over the past week or so, the past seven days, I've seen a severance offer where someone was offered three weeks, they were owed about nine months. I've seen another one where someone was offered four months, they were owed 15 months. And one where someone was offered six months, they were owed 24 months. So that gap I've seen be massive and significant. So I wanted to bring this up to remind everyone there, all employees, if you are staring at that severance letter now, more than ever, more than ever before, you have to get that advice. You have to find out what you're actually owed. The difference could be massive. The difference between what you're offered and what you're legally owed. So remember that. Do not accept that offer without getting that advice. And like you said, COVID or otherwise, your uh, your common law rights have not been affected by any of this and new changes uh, earlier last or late last week or otherwise. You're still covered by your common law rights. And when push comes to shove, that's really what you need to know, right? It really is. And, you know, it, it could get tricky, so I'm going to always keep it very simple on the show. Your in, your entitlements, what the loss is you're owed, your full entitlements, governed by common law, it's the same across Canada, has not been changed. So you're not, you can't be put on the layoff. You you can, uh, well, you, you, you can if you accept it, but you don't have to accept it. Your employer still has no new rights to change your job or change your duties or change your hours. So remember that you, the law is still there to protect you. So if you are facing one of those situations, you may not have an employer thinking, oh, wait a second, I now, the employer, have new powers. I now have rights to do things. 
then that would be a, a mistake for the employer to think that. I actually think that this new law misleads employers to think that they actually have rights that they don't really have. So if you're an employer or an employee and you want to understand what this law does, does it affect you, does it not, by all means, take advantage, call us right now, or just reach out to me in the office. You bet. That number to call now, 416-870-6400. Please do that. you got lots of time and to reach out to, to Lior. If you're a little bashful, you got something to discuss on the uh, the other side of the show, one 821 5900 We'll get to uh, our first call of the evening. Elizabeth, good evening. How are you? I'm good, thanks. As an employer, I would like to know yep. if I call an employee back to work, but I can't give them their full hours. Do they have to come back to work? Great question. So it's a, it is a great question. So here's how that works. When you call back an employee with a different uh, role, they have a choice to make. So th- this is the, there's really only two options. Option number one, of course, is they can accept the offer and come back and, and work as you've told them. The second option is if, if that's the only option you give them, they can treat that or choose to treat that as a termination, as a constructive dismissal, and then require you to pay them severance. So if the employee wants to continue working, doesn't want to leave with severance, the only option is to come back on the terms that you've offered them. But the employee does have that option. So you have to understand that if you're telling someone, okay, I'm going to have to pay you 30% less, just as an example, they may choose to treat that as a constructive dismissal, and then you may be in a position to have to pay them severance. Okay, then if they're only part-time to begin with, and they're going to come back part-time, but they say they don't think they feel safe, it's a retail job, and they don't right. think they feel safe, but I put all the measures in order, how do I handle it? So if you put the measures, all the measures in order that you're required to put in, then the employee is required to come back. And if they don't come back, that could be considered a resignation. So you may be able to tell the employee, employee, if you don't come back, I'm going to have to consider you to have resigned, meaning you lose your job. But also that disqualifies you from getting government benefits like the CERB. So it's important that employees know that if the employer meets their obligations in terms of social distancing, etc., the employee does have to go back to work. Otherwise, that is a resignation. Okay, that answers my question. Glad we could uh, appreciate the call, Elizabeth. That's all you got to do. Just take a couple minutes of your time, make the phone call, and clear things up. It's like clouds being separated. You've got powers, my friend. Uh, We'll take a a short break here. John, I see you and a couple other calls getting through. Hang on. We'll get to you. The number 416-870-6400. Employment Law Show. It's right here. Global News Radio. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 7.20 on an outstanding Wednesday night and the number 416-870-6400 to call in, ask your questions, getting right to it. Jernum and Burnham. John, thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? Great. How you guys doing? Good, brother. What's, uh, what's on your mind? So I worked for a manufacturing company in Ontario, and about a year and a half ago, our our company, our, our factory closed down in Ontario. And at the time, I was offered a really uh, attractive severance package, and I checked the ORS, uh, you know, website and saw, you know, that it would kind of fell within the range. 
Anyway, to make a long story short, they ended up offering me continued employment, however, now working for our U.S. office, and, and I accepted that employment. Um, and so my question is, there's been a rash of restructuring happening out of our U.S. office, and I have the feeling that they're going to be letting me go and potentially several other uh, uh, employees that are in a similar situation traveling back and forth to the u.s have i walked away from that severance now my canadian severance but did you actually get paid that severance that you accepted a year and a half ago i did not no because they kind of had two options on the table i could take my severance or i had this employment opportunity to stay on with the organization and because i've been there a long time and it was uh, uh, you know an attractive offer i ended up staying with the company I got it. Good. No, because if you had been paid this full severance, one could say that you've essentially capped off that previous service. But no, if you essentially didn't accept severance because they offered you an opportunity to continue, even if it's a different division, no, your, your service is continuous. Meaning, if they do let you go, now you have your total years of service and your severance now is actually going to be more than it was a year and a half ago because now you have an extra year and a half under your belt. Even though it's a U.S., company like a u.s office that i'm reporting to so correct but but you, you're working physically here in, in, in ontario uh well i work from home and i and i travel and i right. support plants in the u.s so i it's kind of both i don't have an office in the i don't have a desk in the in, in the u.s location so i travel back and forth i understand no you would still be governed by ontario laws so they would still have to pay you the same severance uh well uh, not the same severance actually more severance more. because you have an extra year and a half so you're fine you didn't lose anything if of course if and this happens with american companies sometimes they think that our laws are the same uh, as theirs if they offer you less than what you're owed you know what to do you call me but no legally they have to pay you properly I absolutely will. I appreciate your help, guys. Thank you. John, enjoy your evening and continued employment. Yeah, smart guy. Made the phone call. I'm sure that took a massive weight off his shoulders. Uh, 416-870-6400. Why we do the show right there. Herb, thanks for standing by. How are you? It's fine. Thank you. I have a Great. question for you. Um, I'm 75, and my wife is 66. She works in a daycare center, and she's been there for like 20 years. So they want to open up the daycare center, and uh, the question comes, um, it, it's not really safe for her given her age and exposure to, like, uh, children. And they're threatening that uh, uh, they want her to retri- retire. And I'm not sure she's been there for 20 years. So, so here's how this works, Herb. If they're open legally... And if they're doing whatever they're supposed, whatever the government says they're supposed to be doing in terms of physical distancing, et cetera, to the extent that they're doing that, if your wife doesn't go in, she would be considered to have resigned. It's not even a retirement. It's a resignation. But what she can do is this. If, in fact, there's maybe a medical condition, if her doctor thinks that she should not be going to work, and that's not up to me. I'm not a doctor. But if her her doctor thinks... The doctor said that uh, given the cholesterol, high blood pressure, Perfect. and high sugar level, that uh, in her age, that uh, she wouldn't advise her to go back into a daycare. But they, they don't want to accept that. Okay, so that, that's, that's important because it doesn't, it's not up to them. It doesn't matter. Once, once she has that doctor's note, she's protected. So they cannot do anything to her. 
Now, what you may want to do, rather than this kind of get you know more more ugly, is get me to send them a nice little reminder of their obligations that they have to follow what the doctor says. There's no discretion in the matter. There's no opinion in the matter. They simply have to do that, which means they have to allow her to be off until her doctor says it's safe to go back to work for her. And once that happens, that's fine. It's not a resignation. She can't be disciplined. It's definitely not a retirement. Whatever the doctor says goes. And if they're giving her a hard time, let me uh, let me fix it. Okay. So that means, so the, does it help that she's been working here for 20 years? Well, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it doesn't only because even if she had worked there for two months, the reality is that whatever the doctor says goes, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what, what what helps with the 20 years if they decide to let her go, other than the fact that that could be a human rights violation, they could owe her potentially as much as two years pay because of her, uh, of her uh, 20 months or 20 years of service. So it does matter, but the reality is they still have to follow what her doctor says. That's the rule. That's the law. They have no choice in the matter. Okay, so then if we run into a problem, which it looks like we will, then I just give you a call and just remind you I spoke to you on the uh, on 640. Oh, yeah. I got you the facts. Yep. Okay. Okay. There you are, Herb. Thank you. I'm going to uh, move on here. By the way, you're going to reach. You, you're probably going to reach out, so that's okay, which is great. Here is the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Herb, write that down. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email for yourself and your wife. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. I'll give those out throughout the show. So if you didn't get it, stand by. You'll you'll get it again. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the number. Uh, call. We've got lines open, and it uh, it's good. It's a good time for you to call. It's a smart time for you to call uh ray thanks for hanging on how are you thank you gentlemen and uh thank you, you for bet. taking my call um thank you yeah, the question the, thank you uh the question i have is uh, i worked for a uh a gentleman uh for about a year and i was let go because of the covid and we're in the the food business so we deliver to restaurants and uh you know different locations and i understand that it's slow right now with the covid but um, I have an iPad, so I, I you know, I'm a, a quite quite eager to get back to work. And I noticed that he's hired back uh, most of the people, and I left there on great standing conditions. Uh, you, you know, he said to me when I left, he said, "Listen, Ray, I'm really sorry. Uh, you know, hopefully the sooner this, is, you know, we'll get you back as quick as possible." And I said, "Fine." You know, we shook hands, and you know, and that was it. But I noticed because it's a small mom and pop shop and they have, um, I guess, some loyalty to family members, they brought back some people with less seniority that I had noticed. And I thought, well, you know, um, you know, it's a family shop. I get it. But is there anything I can do about that, Lior? So, uh, Ray, I think you said that, that you were let go. I, th- I think what you meant to say is that they put you on a temporary layoff, right? Yes. yes. So, so, so what it said on my papers, on the roll papers, was uh, return time unknown uh, because of the COVID. Right, right. I understand. So, so let's, let, let me kind of break this down. There's two aspects to this. The first aspect you need to understand is that the temporary layoff to begin with is not something your employer is actually allowed to do. What I mean by that is you have a right to treat that layoff as a termination of your employment and require your employer to pay you severance. So that's an option that you have. Now, if you don't like that option, you say, well, no, I don't want that. I don't want to leave with severance. I just want to be employed there. So in other words, you're accepting the layoff. If you accept the layoff, there is actually no requirement on the employer to follow seniority. 
they, in, okay. in terms of calling people back. They can call back whoever they, they decide. Uh, right. So it, the, the problem here from a legal standpoint is that the layoff itself is not really allowed, but if you agree to it and allow it to happen, they can then decide how to call people back, the order, who they want first, who they want second. They don't have to follow seniority. Okay, okay. So, okay, well, at least you answered my question. Uh, yeah, and, and again, I left there on great terms. And, uh, you know, Christmas time, he was very generous to me. And I just thought, well, uh, I, I'm just wondering, you know, maybe it's just he has approximately nine trucks and he's got seven drivers back. One gentleman's retired. And I thought there's at least two to three people that I realized that had less seniority than I did. Right. And I just thought, well, you know, I, I just like to get a, a kind of a clear answer on that. Good. Yep. Absolutely. I understand, Ray. Good. Thanks for calling. Ray, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of your reading. 416-870-6400 is the number. Moving on down the line. Rob is up next. Hey, Rob. Hey, uh, can you hear me? You bet. We can hear you. Go ahead. Oh, well, thanks for taking my call. Uh, long-time listener. Awesome. I got a, a kind of interesting one for you. So I got a temporary layoff, a uh, big salary job, Uh having great holidays uh they're not calling me back it's like 12 weeks but the tricky part is uh i'm thinking about taking a new job i have a formal written job offer and uh the only tricky part in the contract because uh i'm i'm about to sign it never mind my old employer which is seven years uh, they're trying to bind me with uh, a termination clause. Like, uh, I'm 60, so I'm signing a new deal, and once you sign it, it's kind of done, right? So I'm kind of wondering, they're trying to bind me to termination clause under ESA. Uh, and I'm going, well, that's kind of bad, I think. It is bad. It could, at some point, Rob, that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, not even a question about it. So you're, you're very smart to be mindful of that and, and to, to be paying attention because a lot of people are not even going to notice or think about that. So the best advice I can give you is let, let's chat off air so I can actually review the contract. We can flag those things that we don't like, and then we can talk about how to approach the company to, to discuss that with them. I'll give you some th thoughts and tips in terms of uh, you know what to say to them. Let me ask you one, one question. It's, it says in the contract where I have to sign, it says, on upon a dispute of the situation, and then I'm thinking about crossing all the letters out. It says after ESA will prevail. I'm saying crossing all that out on dispute. Rob, 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 I, I won't be able to tell you what to, de to delete and what to say yeah. until I've actually seen the document, right? So I need to see the document physically. So I want you to connect with me, and we'll arrange for you to email it or fax it to me, and I'll take a look at it, and then I'll tell you here's what needs to be changed. But there's something else, Rob, you need to understand, and that is the fact that if you now have been on layoff and you're going to leave the job, you can actually get paid by your former employer for the time that you've been off. So if you've been off three months or so, then they owe you those three months. Remember, that's a constructive dismissal. So if, you're not, if you know you're already not going back to your employer, may as well get the severance that you're legally owed. So it's not just about this new contract. You're actually going to be owed at least the three months pay from your former employer. Rob, smart move, calling in for sure, and uh, don't sign it till Lior has a look. Here's the uh, here's the number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmentlawyer.ca. If they've got a termination clause in that contract, guaranteed, there's some other stuff he's not going to want in there too, for sure.
Absolutely. He needs to call me. That's not something no. you should leave to chance. Never. 416-870-6400. Colleen, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you for taking my call. Here's you my bet. situation. I am a long-term uh, uh, long care worker, and um, we do not have our um, pandemic pay. However, I, my question is, is that if it ends August the 13th, um, there's rumors going around at work, and I want to find out if it's correct, that they don't want us to two jobs and that they don't want us to go to our other job and um, I need to know because my other employer is holding my job and they have a lot of precautions it is not another long-term care facility and they're holding my job and um, I'm losing a lot of money waiting for this and now I'm worried that they're not going to let me take my other job back right right so so here's what i want to do you know the, the uh pandemic pay is is something that's unique it's something that that was recently instituted so i i want to actually sit down with you and, and go over this in a bit more detail because i want to go back and read how the pandemic pay works and what the exceptions are so rather than me try to kind of give you an answer off the cuff i think the best is why don't you and i connect off air uh, we can have a more intelligent discussion. I can look into this for you and, and tell you exactly what your rights are and what your options are. Perfect. Thanks, Colleen. Appreciate it. Here is the number to reach out. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Do not hesitate. one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmentlawyer. Remaining time here, still lots. Bring it on. 416-870-6400 is the way to go. Dave, you're uh, you're up next, pal. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I was in the automotive business, and I left in 2008. I took a package from WSIB and retrained the whole nine yards, have a new job, enjoy it, and just received a letter recently from the company where they want me to uh, come back to work. So you're talking about the company from 2008? That's correct. Okay, well, why don't you... Okay, that's an interesting situation. Why don't you just tell them, uh, guys, you're confused. Uh, what do you want from me? Well, I, yeah, I guess I could say that I just didn't want to... Uh, I knew your program was coming on tonight, so I didn't want to... I just received the letter yesterday, actually. So yeah. I didn't want to say, say anything until... Uh, so the interesting I, I, thing I, is, obviously, they're still considering you to be an employee after 12 years. Uh, they could have potentially treated the whole employment to have ended sooner they're still considering you to be an employee so i guess if you want to go back if they want to give you a job you can but if you don't want to go back because you've moved on you have another job as you said you're enjoying it just say yeah well, guys wish you yeah go ahead my, my other thing on that is if i if i did go back that i would have 32 years seniority now instead of 12 instead of 20 when i left you're absolutely right because they're still and considering you to, to be an employee yes absolutely you would to retire yeah, I'd be able to retire from there. 
if you want to go back, if they're offering you, I guess there's no way you could have made them after 12 years offer you uh, your job back. But to the extent that they have and you want to take it, yeah, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. It's up to you. Obviously, you'd have to see what job they're offering, you know, what pay, what hours. Does it make sense for you? Is it something that you can do? You said you had some, some physical limitations. Can you do those with your physical limitations? But if they're considering you an employee, yeah, have at it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. We're going to uh, going to move on. 416-870-6400 is the number. Terry, you're up next. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I have a question for my father. Um, he's worked at the same company for over 30 years. He is uh, going to be 72 in the fall. And they kept him on when he's 70. Now, if I've got my labor law right, um, they don't have to keep you on after 70. They can let you go with no reason whatsoever. Is that correct? No. Uh, nope. Well, they, they, they can always let someone go without any reason whatsoever, whether they're 70 or, or 20. Uh, there's not, they're not allowed to let anyone go because of their age. Okay, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation, whether he's 70 or 80 or any other age. Okay, so if they don't bring him back, they've brought other people back under special hours, and they, they've talked to him and said, yes, yes, we're going to have you back. Given his age, he's 72. He's still very healthy, very active. Um, if they don't call him back and just continue to run and bring things back at full speed and they don't bring him back, what would be his, his next step? How long has your father worked there? Oh, my gosh. Uh, 30, 35 plus years. Wow. wow. So right now, if he wants to, he can treat this layoff as a termination and get severance, which for him would be about two years pay. Okay, He could do that right now uh, because the layoff itself was illegal. Now, to the extent that he doesn't want to do that, he wants to maintain the relationship and see if they're calling back, based on the new regulations that the government put in place just a couple of days ago, they could potentially lay him off or keep him off work uh, until six weeks after the state of emergency has been lifted. Right now, the state of emergency has been extended until uh, June the 30th. Six weeks after that is mid-August. So... Technically speaking, right now, they could keep him off until mid-August, unless, of course, the state of emergency is extended again. So he has to decide, does he want to wait for that and see what happens, which he can, uh, and if at that point there's no job for him, then he gets severance, so he can wait, or he can say, no, I'm, I just want my severance right now, and I can certainly help him get that severance right now. So it's his decision, but either way, if he ends up being out of a job, yeah, they would absolutely have to pay him about two years' pay. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. He he won't fight for himself. So I'm I'm just doing a little bit of legwork for him to give him some information of his options. For sure. Excellent. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, Terry. And uh, that is a daughter stepping up to do the good thing, and that's why you make that phone call. She didn't know that. Now he's looking at two years' pay, and he could sail off into the sunset at 72 years old. Not too shabby if that's his choice, right? 416-870-6400 is the way to go. Going to get to uh, Luke. Luke, how are you, pal? How's it going, gentlemen? Uh, good. Good stuff. Yeah, so I worked at a large uh, a large company as a mechanic, and uh, I was doing my doing my stuff there, and then they approached us saying that we might have to do a night shift, and I told them it wouldn't work, and a bunch of other guys told them as well. And then uh, I approached them and said that this would not work, and uh, so I said that I was quitting. And I'm just wondering if that's a constructive dismissal for sure or not. So, Luke, did they actually say, okay, you're starting to work and you quit, or you quit just because they asked you if you can work at night? 
No, no, they they brought out a piece of paper and said that in two weeks we would be starting a night shift. I got it. Okay, so that absolutely is a constructive dismissal. Not even a question about it. Now, how long ago was this, Luke? Uh, this was in November. Okay, November. And how long have you worked there for? Uh, I worked there for probably three years. And last question, Luke. How old are you? I am 27 years old. So you probably owed right around four months' pay, okay? Four months' pay is what I would assess you as being owed. That's because it's a constructive dismissal. They have to pay you severance for you, uh, you know, mostly because of the fact you're a young guy. It will be four months' pay. Uh, Obviously, they haven't paid you anything. Have you found another job? Uh, Yeah, I found another job in the meantime, but now it's just I I was trying to maybe hold off to see if I was going to go back there one day in the future, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen that way, so... So, yeah, what you described, Luke, is a constructive dismissal. To tell someone that's working day shifts, you're going to be working night shift, that's a big, huge change. Yeah, not something an employer is allowed to do. If you want my help with severance, and I think you should get that severance, reach out to me after the show, and I'll help you out. Perfect. Appreciate it. Thanks, Luke. Enjoy your evening, brother. The uh, The number for that is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Email is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you can always uh, stroll on over to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca for more uh, for more information as well. I really wanted to get at common misconceptions because these are important, but it's kind of a robust topic we'll save for another show for sure. So bounce down to some emails that have come in. Rob is up next. Says, uh, guys, I was about to return back to work from a disability leave. My employer just told me that my job no longer available, but that they have another job for me at less pay. Is this a constructive dismissal? Well, it is a constructive dismissal, no question about it. If it's well, it depends how much less pay. Generally, a constructive dismissal is if we're looking at a more than a ten percent pay cut. So, if it's a, right. for example, a five percent pay cut, it may not be a constructive dismissal. But there's a more interesting question here for Rob, and that is, why is his employer really uh, honest about saying there's no job for him? Now, if the reason there's no job is because they don't want to, they don't want to find them his old job, but they could have, that potentially could be a human rights violation. That could potentially be illegal. So I'd like to know whether or not they're they're not wanting to bring him back to his old job because he was off on a disability or whether legitimately it's not available. If legitimately his old job is not available, yeah, it is a constructive dismissal. If they could have brought him back to his old job, not only is it a constructive dismissal, uh, John, it's also a human rights violation. Get to Catherine as well. Catherine says, uh, I was let go from my job. My employer says that they, they don't have any money to pay severance. Now what do I do? Well, you know the old saying, right? You can't get blood from a stone. Yeah. And, and that certainly applies in terms of severance. If the employer actually doesn't have the money, then you're not going to get paid. But don't assume that just because they're saying that that's the case. Uh, I've, I've seen hundreds of employers say, oh, we don't have the money. Well, guess what? They have to find a way. You know, a company may have accounts uh, accounts receivable. Uh, that company may have uh, assets that they own, equipment, property. So don't take anyone's word for it. Uh, you know, it may be a, a tactic to try to uh, make you kind of walk away from your entitlements. Let's talk about it. Let's find out what we can about this company, what they do, how they operate, how much money they have, because legally a company has to pay you your severance. We'll squeeze in Margaret very quickly here. Says, guys, I worked for a healthcare facility for 32 years, full time as an independent contractor. It's kind of like an oxymoron, jumbo shrimp. Uh, I was just let go <laughs> last week. What am I owed? 
She is not an independent contractor <laughs> after 32 years. It's as simple as that, as that. No one is. She's clearly, clearly been misclassified, which means she's an employee. If you want to know, by the way, if you're an employee, go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. If you find out if you're an employee or a contractor, she's going to be owed severance, two years pay, clear and easy and obvious misclassification. Appreciate all your calls tonight. Some good stuff. Don't stop there. Continue to call through. Now that we are done, you know that number, one 821 5900 to get a hold of Lior and the crew. Email address we use right there, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And any time at all, you can use pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's like having an employment lawyer with you 24-7. So use that next time you need it, even if you just want to do a little bit of investigation. Going to get out of here till the weekend. Stand by, though. Lots of good stuff is on the way. On Point returns with Alex Pearson next right here. Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.